Thank you, Janelle, for uh, joining us today. Uh, for everyone out there, this is Janelle Thompson with um, Corporate Condo Collection. Uh, she does um, short-term rentals, corporate housing uh, here in the Seattle area um, and as far south as Tacoma. Um, and uh, she's a great resource for those who are kind of in that in-between, either moving to the area um, or just needing kind of that the housing um, in between whatever scenario. And there's a million different scenarios out there right now why people need corporate housing. And it's one of our, I'm observing as one of our tightest markets because um, everyone seems to be wanting short-term, you know, month or even, you know, three-month lease just while they kind of get acclimated to the city if they just kind of first, first move here. So um, Janelle and I, uh, Janelle worked for Point3 uh, at one point and um, kind of branched off on her own. Um, and uh, started her own company. So again, thank you for being here. Um, why don't we just dive into a little bit about kind of your story and how you got started doing this? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on today. Um, I I came from the property management, kind of the traditional property management background um, with apartment buildings. Uh, I actually was I was a licensed agent at twenty. Uh, but I just, I wasn't making money. Um, you know, I didn't have the network and the resources. And so I started leasing, uh, just to kind of make supplemental income. And I excelled with that position and did really well. Um, and was with that company for about a decade. Um, and real estate, you know, was always kind of there in the background for me. And I was always a part of it in, in that sense, but um, being with Pinnacle for about 10 years, I gained a wealth of knowledge and um, property management experience, um, doing renovations and multi-site management, um, acquisition, just kind of any sort of property management project that could happen, I got to work with. Uh, so that was, it, it just built a really great, strong foundation um, for what I'm doing now. And I got into lease up new construction development management with Pinnacle. That I spent probably the last five years or so uh, with the company, kind of specializing in that area. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how it all started. And that's where I came from. Got it. So um, with the property management background, then obviously with you taking on kind of the short term, um, you know, I guess what made you branch out and to do short term because you, you were traditionally in more of the longer term you know, property management style um, industry and then you kind of flip the switch here. Yeah, so I was downtown Seattle at the time. This was actually right around two. I was with point three. So I had, I had my hands in all kinds of different facets of, of real estate at that time. Um, but I kept hearing the need for short-term furnished housing and it, it didn't, it's not that it didn't exist, but there wasn't a lot of options. Um, and the more standard corporate housing model that existed at the time for people, uh, were companies that chose the lost leaders in a building, rented furniture, just kind of the basics. Um, and people weren't extremely happy uh, with their experiences. I, again, kept hearing this, kept hearing this. 
Um, so that's kind of what made me start thinking about this short-term furnished rental space. Um, and then I just happened to go on a vacation and we rented through this platform called Airbnb. And it was the neatest experience being able to go to, this vacation was another country, um, but to be greeted by a host that, you know, wanted to make sure your experience was really welcomed and immerse you into the neighborhood and the culture. And it was a really neat experience for me. And so that that's kind of what drove me to start um, in the vacation rental space. So we started with Airbnb actually, um, and, and did more of the arbitrage rentals where we would lease from buildings and, um, furnish and sublease. And, um, from there it's grown, but that's initially where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. And so that what basically I'm hearing is that like hospitality, like having that, um, when you're corporate housing and short-term housing in a lot of these big buildings, I think sometimes people don't really know. I know we get a lot of calls from like, um, property owners are like, I'd like to, uh, I'd like a corporation to rent my place and have their employees, you know, come, you know, come through the property when they're here. That yeah. does happen. But for the mm -hmm. majority of the larger um, companies that are here, they're actually like, and I think you used arbitrage, like they actually rent, you know, um, a block of apartments in these apartment buildings and kind of filter their, you know, their new employees through them. So yes. um, that's like one side of the corporate housing world. Um, and then you have the other side where people are, you know, either vacation travel, business travel, maybe they're just in between housing, um, but providing that like hospitality element um, is so, is kind of what the Air, Airbnb is all about, is providing mm -hmm. that, like you said, experience, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, it was really fun. And to this day, I, I love the furnishing aspect of it. And so again, I, hearing the, the corporate housing feedback I was getting, um, it was hard to find then a quality furnished unique space that people felt like it was either nicer than home or, or similar to like a boutique hotel style. So I had a lot of fun with that aspect of it um, in furnishing our units very different and very unique compared to um, anything else that was, you know, being offered. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. Um, and it, you started it, them primarily downtown then. Um, and so I know we want to touch on kind of what that, the short-term housing market is kind of, you know, the scope of what downtown looks like now, but um, cause I know it is harder for, you know, property owners because of the condominium building. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is condominiums um, in general. Are, are a little bit more difficult because you have your HOA um, in place. And so there, there's a handful that offer less than 30 day options for, for tenants of the building. Um, a few that offer 30 day minimum, but you know, standard, you're gonna be six months to a year minimum lease terms allowed. So that itself becomes a challenge. Um, but the city of Seattle, in 2019 implemented um, further restrictions on just homeowners in general, um, allowing essentially two short-term licenses to be um, applied for, for owners. So your primary residence plus one additional unit. So it's just, 
it's uh, restricted the options for homeowners um, within the city of Seattle. Outside of Seattle, we're not seeing that yet. Um, so with that said, the, the properties that are available for rent on this platform or short-term in general, um, I think they're going to see a tremendous growth and profit um, possibilities with the properties that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned that too, that you're seeing, I mean, um, a lot of growth in just like the single family market, um, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that primarily all like Seattle and kind of all areas? And you could kind of dive into maybe what areas of expertise you really have with the short term side. Yeah. So uh, single family, well, in general, single family homes, you can accommodate more guests. And so naturally, you're going to be more profitable um, in that sense. Um, we've my company has shifted a little to, we, we started out with condominiums and apartment buildings. And so we've actually shifted as well to more of the single family home uh, hosting experience. And so that's opened up a lot of opportunities, but it is, it's definitely growing, I would say in terms of Seattle, between Seattle and Tacoma, anywhere you go, the single family homes are, are definitely, um, just becoming more plentiful yeah. on the Airbnb short-term rental side. Yeah. And so when you go to list a property, I mean, you're basically um, putting together, in most cases, furniture, like the overall design, look, feel. Um, and then you're using Airbnb as one of your platforms for, you know, advertising it basically, but there's a whole bunch of other ones as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then- so Go ahead. Oh, so, well, I was just going to mention, so some of what we're doing now with hosting for owners, a lot of times they already, their homes are already furnished. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're just looking for help with the hosting aspect of it. And so um, in those cases, uh, we're not necessarily furnishing, but we still offer um, services in terms of organization or decluttering or, you know, what they need to do. So, so yeah, that the furnishing is always, it's always a big part of, of the setup, regardless of the type of property. Totally. Yeah, you have to go through inventory, everything, make sure you have everything's plentiful, get rid of some things, like you said, declutter, all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you seeing a lot of owners wanting to do the short-term rental uh, with their properties right now, or is it something you're not, you're, that is, that market's pretty tight just because owners have a whole bunch of different agendas right now? So we've actually seen an increase in that. Um, especially this year. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if that's because this wasn't really an option for owners in the past. Um, it's something that's newer. I think that uh, with Airbnb specifically, it's gotten a lot of publicity. And so people are just aware now that, you know, for our Pacific Northwest snowbirds or, you know, deployment, military deployments, um, whatever the case may be, when owners are, their homes would generally sit vacant uh, yeah. while they're away, we allow them to create an extra um, stream of income on their property. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a lot of calls. And again, I don't know if it's just the knowledge that this is an option um, now, um, but it's definitely, 
increasing the demand yep. for, for services. Yep. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's something that if someone's going on sabbatical, someone's traveling, someone's, you know, travels often or like I said, deployment, um, you know, having this extra added um, income stream, you know, mm -hmm. for them to be able to tap into is, is um, something probably, you know, it isn't new per se, but I think it's become more widely accessible for service providers like you. Um, it's less daunting for a homeowner to, you know, hand the keys off to their house um, yeah. because a lot more people, it's more widely accepted, more widely used, and people are more familiar, like you said, with the Airbnb um, name too. And all the assurances, you know, are some, most of the insurance assurances that come with that. Um, and we talked just kind of a little briefly about, you know, the, um, the selection of tenants and kind of um, a little bit how you do that. I don't know if you want to jump into that, um, but obviously that's top of mind when owners are, you know, handing their keys off and, and having people stay in their home. Yeah, because it, it, it can be scary stop for people having, you know, you're essentially hosting strangers in your home. Yeah. Um, the first few years with the company, we, it, there is a huge learning curve. Um, you know, I think even for Airbnb, the platform itself, um, but over the years, we've really fine-tuned the, the, the type of client that we are wanting to accommodate. Um, we put restrictions in place. So we generally don't offer less than four-day stays. That keeps out a lot of the weekend riffraff that come to the city. Um, you know, but little things like last-minute local reservations. Generally, 95% of the time, not a good idea. Um, but, you know, it, you have to learn these things as you go, um, you know, putting in higher deposits or, you know, limiting the number of guests, even if it is, I find that a lot of new hosts try to just get as many people in a, a property as possible. So whether that's a sleeper sofa or, you know, extra beds, um, but, you know, in the long run, that, that also creates, um, further problems that, you know, this party environment. And so yeah, more wear and tear, more people jammed into a property at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, having, having learned all of this along the way and, and lots of, um, experiences, you know, uh, we've refined things a lot. And I think that that, that's just another value added service of, of what we offer because the owners don't have to go through all of these nightmares that we already have and, um, you know, can trust that their properties are well taken care of. Yep. And I imagine you have to have a pretty good team. I mean, really to do short-term rentals, it's not, you have to have your team behind you of maintenance or, you know, maintenance mm -hmm. providers, you have your cleaners, um, mm -hmm. and everyone has to be communicating because sometimes you have some tight turnovers in between, you know, your guests and you're trying to get the house ready and all of a sudden you discover something's broken and you need someone to get there quick or someone's staying there and the washer yeah. and dryer goes out or the stove goes out and just all those nightmare stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And so, and again, over the years we've, you know, we've implemented different platforms and different programs and systems in place. So that way, you know, we, we, we can try to prevent as much of that now ahead of time. However, when things do come up, yeah. I mean, having resources in 
between Seattle and Tacoma, um, it's key. And by far, housekeeping is the number one area of um, just of, of detail that you have to make sure is dialed in. Um, and that in itself is a challenge with training people and um, just getting a good team put together. And so I've been really fortunate to have um, a lot of the same cleaners for years. And now the, the just programs and apps that we can use to bring on new um, housekeepers to the team. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it takes a team for sure. Yeah. How many properties in your, do you have in your portfolio right now? As of right now, we have 26. Gotcha. Um, we scaled back with COVID. We scaled back um, quite a bit, uh, especially even in the city of Seattle, just with the restrictions that were going into place. So, yep. so we scaled back and probably fall, we're going to start ramping up again. Just, you know, we want to make sure to get through this, this uh, pandemic and just make sure that, you know, we're making the right moves in terms of opening new product. Um, but honestly, you know, things are, I mean, in my opinion, things are trending up. Um, and I think it's going to happen pretty quickly in this space. Um, so that's, that's good insight. Um, just to know that our numbers are going up. Um, things are looking strong. Yep. So for those, um, short people looking, let's say for a month long lease or two month or three month, um, are those, those tenants or guests that you can also assist too? Or are you more focused? Are your homes and your properties and your host owners um, most interested in kind of the shorter term stays? I guess, you know, anywhere from four days to a couple weeks, I guess. Yeah. So um, our space is really similar to Seattle Rental Group, for instance, where we get really busy in the summer and winter things start to, to slow. And so what I try to do. Uh, come fall, start leasing to those longer terms. So to get us through the winter, so that way our occupancy um, is, is stays full. Um, so summertime, spring, we start doing some of the shorter term. Um, it just, it generates more income. It, it maintains consistency of occupancy. So, so we do switch seasonally between what our focus is. Yeah, that's interesting. So we've had a run into a couple tenants that have needed short-term housing. Um, and it just seems like it is actually something that's really hard to find right now, especially in that, that month or two month, a month range or whatnot. Um, yeah. and I think in just in general, you know, it, it just feels like the short-term rental market is so hot right now. Um, with coming, people coming in vacation rentals or even actually internships too, um, which is something we didn't actually, uh, I didn't think about going back into, you know, post COVID ish, um, with our rentals, you know, during the summertime, um, in about May, we started getting all these calls from, you know, um, a lot of the interns from, you know, Microsoft and Amazon and, and been, you know, a year, two years since we had seen that last wave. And, yeah. and there's still a lot of people that inquire on our rentals. Hey, I just need this for a month. I just need it for two months. Just going to be, yeah. you know, and, and that, that is a little sliver of the short-term rental market that we just don't have anywhere of searching or providing any really additional resources um, for those folks. Um, yeah. 
just because that's not the way our, our market is put together or might not be the most lucrative thing for homeowners to do right now. Well, it, it can be, however, well, like you said, it's not as lucrative. So if, if a property, you know, example of a one bedroom downtown Seattle, if a, a, a property owner can get 200 a night for, you know, four night increments and, and stay 95% occupied, it's darn near impossible for an intern to be able to afford that same monthly income. So it, it is hard for interns for sure. Um, a lot of the time, but it's possible. It's just the, the rates are so much higher during the summer that um, offering them as monthly two, three months, it, it it's expensive. Um, and so it, it does, it doesn't really open that market up to people um, as easily. Yep. We like literally have zero, like zero inventory. Yeah. You know, I feel so bad sometimes too for, you know, even homeowners sell a property and they just need to be in a place for three weeks mm -hmm. or a month. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're not staying in a hotel. They're looking for an Airbnb, but it's such the night or short-term rental, but it's the nightly rate. So yeah, it's a, really, it's kind of a tough little, little niche market. Um, you know, it is. And honestly, I, um, this summer, particularly, um, I actually did hold off on some of my properties that would generally be vacation rentals. And I marketed them at just that higher rate and got tenants placed. So I think too, that's something that we're going to see happening more is just, it's going to be available it's, it's an expense, but you know, at least the options are there. Yeah. hundred percent. And they could decide if it works for them financially or not. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, um, to kind of just break down your services, I guess you're definitely representing the properties. You're, you're kind of the host go to your company is in terms of, you know, getting it up off the ground, um, you know, uh, getting it ready to rent and you could kind of take it from there. Yeah. So, you know, again, for, for brokers, we're a great resource for that transitional client that needs, you know, their closing doesn't align um, with their um, transition. Um, and then for property owners, again, that are gone for months at a time, we, we offer in terms of services for, for property owners, I mean, we pretty much from start to finish, it's a very hands-off experience for them. Um, so we will come in and, and, talk to the owner and explain all of these things that they're concerned with or, or you know, with how this all works. Um, we'll give design or um, furnishing recommendations, just what, what could really help elevate their property um, or just what we need for it to, to function. Um, and so I have um, help on the design side, furnishing side. Um, so we can go in and really, I mean, we've furnished homes 100% for clients. Um, or we've went in and just cleaned things up and, and got it prepared for first guests. Mm -hmm. um, but everything from photography to marketing, I mean, we handle all of that um, for the client. And then um, the customer service aspect of it during the time that we have the property. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, again, it's a very hands-off approach for owners. Um, and so we're able to offer all of these different resources in order to get their property um, up and running. Mm -hmm. Good. So you can handle the bookings, you have to handle all the maintenance, all the mm -hmm. 
cleanings and basically everything that has to do with, you know, having that the, the short-term rental as a, as a business. Correct. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, cool. Are you seeing any other trends that are kind of out there in the market that are worth kind of chatting about? Well, you know, overall, like I said, I, I think that it, it's definitely trending. I mean, we're, we're getting back to where we were. Um, so for instance, my company year to date, we're about just over 20% um, lower in revenue than 2020 was an anomaly. Uh, anomaly. So 18, 19 compared to those years were down. However, May and June, we are, we're right around 15% higher than prior years in terms of occupancy and rental revenue. So in July and August are forecasted kind of the same. So to me, uh, things are moving forward um, and looking strong. We're even getting bookings for 2022, which historically wasn't something we would see this early on. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely think that the demand is there. And as restrictions start to loosen and vac vaccinations, I think it's all going to just continue rolling forward. Yep. Um, with the 2022 um, reservations, is that like around holiday time frame, or is it you think mm -hmm. no, just like random? No, it's just random. Um, you know, I think a lot of people who had vacations canceled or had plans just in general the last you know at this point year and a half, it's going to be two years. I think they're just anxious to to get out and get something booked and look some something to look forward to. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Now that 2022, I mean, right now, a lot of people, even if you planned on, let's say going to Europe or European vacation or even going, you know, um, overseas the other way, basically they, at this point, now that things are starting to open up, they really can't be traveling in 2021 anyway. I think a lot of people are, I guess, the point is we'll continue to do the domestic traveling now, and then we'll choose to go a lot farther from home in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. And even the, you know, the reservations we have scheduled, they're all domestic reservations as of right now. Um, but I think you're right. I think that it's going to open up internationally a lot more as we go forward. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, that was a nice chat, Janelle. Um, always good chatting with you and having you as a resource too. I love, um, being able to just flick clients your way and say, Hey, you got to talk to Janelle. <laughs> she Thank knows, you. I wish, you know, I wish we had more to offer right now. Summer is always tough, but I know. You know, again, like I said, we're getting a lot more um, owner inquiries on how we can help, you know, with their, with their vacancy. And so as that happens, you know, again, uh, I'll make sure to ping you guys and let you know yeah. that we have to open. For sure. Good. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll continue to send people your way and um, maybe we'll check in again with each other this fall. Um, just kind of see how the, the year has been transitions. Sounds good. Cool. Sounds good, Ashley. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good one.